Dark Starts the Podcast is sponsored by Handout Gloves, the best thing since shoes got laces. Experience five-finger freedom with Handout Gloves' patented zipper technology and enable yourself to get everything you need so you can do what you want. We're also supported by Powder King Mountain Resort in the Pine Pass, BC. Don't forget to bring your snorkel. Face shots are the norm. This show is supported by Koo Sports and their full line of snowboard and ski waxes and tools. CBD Ingenuity. Without them, Chad would be a herding unit daily. Pro Standard in the Grill Mount. The most versatile GoPro mount on the market. Sands Meal Bars. The best tasting snack for all adventures without all the excess stuff you don't need. Be sure to visit our website at www.darkstarts.ca and go to our partners page to learn more. So I didn't have a split board. This was a time where Craig was just kind of test driving a lot of that stuff for yeah. Burton and there wasn't anything really perfected that was happening yet. So I had these little skis. I think they were Rosignol or something, but I was like, dude, this is better than snowshoeing. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of Dark Starts, your backcountry splitboarding podcast. This week, we're talking with Megan Pischke. We were honored to have the time to speak with Megs regarding managing emotions in the backcountry, and we hope you all enjoy this one. So grab your favorite bevy. Today, for me, it's a Fang IPA from Trench Brewing in Prince George, BC. And let's listen in to Megs. Let's drop in with Megan Pischke of Costa Rica. Megan, good morning. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have you on. <clears throat> well, you're not from Costa Rica, but you're in Costa Rica. So it's, yes. it's good. Yes. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, yes. <laughs> ah, buenos dias. Muy bien. Muy bien. All I know is bien, yes. cerveza, por favor. <laughs> yeah, that's the most popular term. <laughs> mas, mas cerveza. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're there. Or what do you guys all say down yeah. there? Uh, uh, la pura vida? Well, that's pure si. life. Yeah. Pura vida. Pura, yeah. pura vida. That's kind of like their, it's, their hello. It's the way they live. It's a thank you. It's a greetings. It's it's oh. it's the way of life here. I was just going to say that you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pure, pure life. Pura vida. Yeah. 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 Pura vida. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. So um, well, let's dig into a little bit about who you are. Let's get that um, okay. get that out of the way, not out of the way, but let's just talk about it because, man, when I originally found out or found out about who you actually were or are was from John Buffery. We asked about, we asked a question, love the bird in the back, love, um, last question, mm-hmm. John, who do you, who do you recommend we talk to about, you know, emotional intelligence in the backcountry um, when things, when shit hits the fan, you know, that kind of stuff. So he's like... Megs, you got to talk to Megs, DCP's wife. You got to talk to her. I was like, okay, sounds good. So then I went on a mission to wow. make this happen. So you're highly recommended. By yeah. The wow. That's incredibly an honor for him to think of me that way. And I'm grateful because I asked him for that. <laughs> and I've been really fortunate to spend some time with him in the back country, um, as well as one of his dear friends, Kelly, um, huge inspiration and a friend of mine. And I, yeah, that's just an honor that somebody would, would say that. So thanks. Thanks, Buff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He will be listening. He's an avid listener. He's awesome. He's a gem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with, um, like, yeah, let's get into a little bit about who you are, what's happening, what's happened, what you've been through. And, um, oh my gosh, it's just like a really, my life is just this incredible story, journey, adventure. So, I mean, it would probably take me hours, but I mean, at the moment, I'm I'm happy. I'm healthy. I have a beautiful family that I'm incredibly grateful for. I, I live a life that I'm grateful for. 
before. Um, I come from the mountains and from snowboarding, but the ocean is also a big part of my life now. And I'm just, um, I'm a director of a nonprofit that I have a lot of connections to and not just, you know, a job sort of way, but I have emotional connections, um, inspirational connections, and I love my work. And I think that that's a pretty awesome thing to be able to say um, that I do a job that I love. And um, I hope that anybody could find that. Um, yeah, I'm a mom. I foster animal dogs sometimes <laughs> if they need it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tree plant um, because I believe in the power of equatorial tree planting and what it does for our planet as, on the immediate Um I'm learning. I'm still growing. I'm still evolving. Um, yeah, I have a lot of incredible friends and a network in the world. And that's something that's really special to me. My community is far and wide, but it's tight and close. Um, whether it's mountain folk, ocean folk, um, you know, earth tree hugging folk, um, you know, firefighters. My dad's a fireman. My sisters, my family all lives in Colorado. My mom's in Montana. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm living an incredible life that I'm grateful for. Does it sum it up for you? Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like you've won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> the lottery of life. I, you know, right? I feel that, I feel that way. I honestly do. I honestly feel that way. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't have much to say beyond like how much gratitude I have, but also that I'm also challenged, you know, yeah. this last year has, uh, brought a lot of weight onto this entire world. And just because I live in paradise doesn't mean that me or my family or my community is immune to that. Um, and we all have to, you know, go through dark nights of the soul and, um, and, you know, work on ourselves to, to ultimately be a part of that human matrix that's, you know, constantly evolving and, you know, wanting to take care of our planet and our people. And, you know, so yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done on, on that human spiritual level. And I'm, I'm a part of that too. Yep. I agree. We, we need to definitely grow every day, every way. Well, there's um, Emile Qa, who's a uh, French psychologist back in the 1800s. He says, learned something, a, a phrase that everybody should be telling themselves every day is every day and every way I'm getting better and better every day and every way it's called auto self auto suggestion. That's, mm -hmm. that's the growth. You got to grow mentally to become, to grow physically, to grow your environment around you. And that's, you know, you guys, you and DCP throughout your I'm getting choked up, but throughout your issue with your, with your uh, breast cancer issue uh, that you fought through hard, it was fantastic. That was exactly like, you're like, I feel good. I feel good. And you were talking about the food. I watched the, the rising sunshine. Is it, did I say it right? Yep. Yeah. Chasing, sun, chasing, chasing sunshine. Chasing sunshine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, you're going to make it because you got the right mindset out of the gate and you guys did everything that you did unconventional stuff, but, but you did things right. Um, it was great. It was great to see. I love the hat you're wearing. Kept your hair. That was awesome, right? Like, what I love. Cold caps. Oh, what I love was just DCP was like, okay, it's got to happen this, this, this time, 15 minutes after. And the lady's like, well, I can't really do that. I got other patients. He's like, cool, I'm doing it now. <laughs> like, not waiting, put us in action. So that was good. That was good. I really enjoyed that. It was good to see well, his love for you. you. Know, Oh, thank you. And I just want to be really transparent about that, that we were on a high for sure, because that's just kind of the space that we decided to go to. And I know that a lot of people go to, there's really no other choice, but to believe in what you want and need to happen. Um, you know, and that was an incredible process. And yeah, we were in sync and my husband was a huge part of that. Um, but there's also like the fallout from mm -hmm. that. It took me years to emotionally recover. I mean, my whole goal was to never look back, but I'm not going to say that's easy or was easy work. It's there's, there's a show there and there's tests to be done and there's constant scans and there's 
scanxiety and there's like this whole other level of like, okay, what am I really afraid of here? Like, you know, so just facing your fears for a long time after. And yes, and that high provided us a really great foundation for the work that had to be done for both of us, for David's fears, for his soulmate and his mother of his kid to leave. Um, and you know, and for me to face my fears and this was my ultimate, I, I feel like I was like, Holy shit, was I a snowboarder just to beat cancer? Because I really looked to snowboarding as, um, as a platform for me to go, okay, I climbed that mountain. I dropped in there, you know, like I, I did this, I did that. And I was really envisioning a lot of my my cancer as like something that I was capable of because of what I had achieved in my sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've done some pretty awesome, um, obviously pre, uh, the cancer issues, you did some awesome riding with some pretty amazing people. I've watched some of your videos, man. I, you just sent me that video clip of you riding and I'm like, is this a dude riding or is this like Megs? And then I see the ponytail bouncing and I'm like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> dude, just pillow lines and 180s. And I'm like, man, yeah. I mean, I love snowboarding. Like, like all of our fellow shredders, it's an extension of who we are. It's a creative thing. It's, it's our joy. It's our pain and our passion. It's, it's our exercise, you know, physically and emotionally and mentally. And like snowboarding was that for me. And that's one thing that, um, no one can ever take away or, you know, um, getting fourth or fifth place at the X games, you know, right. doesn't take away from the fact that I was able to do something that I loved and that I, that grew me into, I think a better human. So, yeah. Well, yeah. There's no, well, I wouldn't know because I don't know you personally, but I know that the growth you've done and the work you've done has definitely made you different. What I loved about the episode I listened to with you and Mark Sullivan was that it's like you thought, okay, do I, because you were involved in breast cancer or border for breast cancer prior to getting, mm -hmm. getting it yourself, having it yourself, dealing with the issues, dealing with all that stuff. So you, you thought to yourself, like, is this what was supposed to happen for me to grow, to help others? And it's like, probably that was probably what was there. So now you can feel exactly what they're feeling. You can help and you can really relate, which is huge. Like that's incredible. Yes, it's exact, exactly it. And that's, I mean, you, it's similar to, again, it brings it back to my snowboarding as like when you route yourself the mountain, okay, this is how I'm going to access the top. This is going to be my line down. You know, there's, there's a thought process and there are all these ingredients that make that line work for you. And you're able to work with the mountain. You know, there's all these things that are happening. It's very, um, similar to that cancer journey, mm -hmm. you know? So, and again, these are all things that I can share. So it just reminds me that I'm in the right place is what I'm trying to say is that, I, in my snowboarding was constantly reminded, not necessarily that I was doing things right, but that I was in the right place. I was exactly where I should have been. Um, you know, and that's really how I look at a lot of this, um, cancer journey stuff, as well as my job space and mm -hmm. my life. Now there's a constant reminder. It's like, even when I'm challenged and things are really difficult and I don't know which way to go, I'm just, there's this reminder that I have that, I'm in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And now how am I going to, how am I going to work with this or how am I just going to be with this? Yeah. So. Everything. My mother always tells me everything is perfect at the right time, right space, right place. Just go with it. Path Strangely. Of least, yes. Path of least <laughs> resistance. Yeah. And it hurts sometimes and it's not where you want to go. Let's, um, I got this, I got this YouTube, um, little clip up right now from the Warren Miller movie with you out with Jane Nelson. Oh. And, uh, Jeremy, amazing. No, nobies, nobies, nobs. I can't say. Yeah, nobis. Nobis. That's from it. Utah. Mm-hmm. Your dude. He's awesome. Yeah, I, I watched it, and you were like talking about um, get your back, your snowboard on your back, and you get these little wee skis, and you're like, I wish I had a split board kind of thing. Is this kind of <laughs> kind of the words you were saying? So, talk to us a little I bit about dying. how. I bet. I dying bet. for one, I was. 
Yeah, those little skis. Like, and all people are like, "Oh, approach skis, approach skis." I'm like, yeah, "But you got, you got more strides, shorter strides, and more." So it is tiring. I can imagine less float. Yeah. Oh, I was just crying and dying, but it was an incredible experience. We were in Greenland, and yeah, it was like this Warren Miller thing, and they were down for the adventure, and we had like a one ton in weight of gear, and I know that because we had to weigh everything for all these flights and helicopters Jeez. and thing. The the way that we access stuff and their cameras and bags and. Um, we had this guide with us, Swede. I know a lot of people know who Swede is from Pemberton. Um, he's originally from Sweden, obviously, but you know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like, do you have a medical kid? He goes, I got a couple hits of acid that'll get us out of here. And we're like, All right. Amazing. Okay. You know, not physically get out of there, but mentally. (laughs) Yeah. He was pretty convinced and he will, he's a, you know, you're just like, Oh my God, that guy chain smokes. I can keep up, um, rolls his own cigarettes, (laughs) European style, but not a lot of people could keep up with that Swedish billy goat, but either way, it was this trip in Greenland and, uh, it was my second trip there. And, oh no, was it my first? It was my second trip. My first trip was this, I was there with Craig. Um, and this second trip, um, we were going to ascend a mountain and descend this mountain. And there were all these things that I'd never used like crampons. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are we doing? Ice axes. So I was down for the adventure. Although I was like, you know, I knew I was with the perfect crew. Um, and Jay Nelson was similar to me. He wasn't like some, you know, ice wall hero, but he still, we were like down for the adventure and apparently it was going to be accessible for us. So I didn't have a split board. This was a time where Craig was just kind of test driving a lot of that stuff for Burton. And there wasn't anything really perfected that was happening yet. So I had these little skis. I think they were Rosignol or something. But I was like, dude, this is better than snowshoeing. Yeah. So I got like little skins in these skis. And then the weather was really terrible for the first five days. We had a boat picking us up in 48 hours and Swede was like, we're going to go for it. And I was like, what? He's like, yep, get ready Four in the morning. We're waking up and we're going to hike the thing. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like a 18 hour hike. He goes, we'll make it in quicker time and be quick complaining. I was like, Oh my God. And I just, yeah, we geared up. We all split up stoves and, baby sacks and all kinds of things. And I had about 70 pounds on my back and we, I felt pretty good. I was in between the super hardcore, really in shape, you know, split board ski guy or ski guys with skins and the camera crew. So I wasn't like in the back of the line as far as, but it was about almost 15 hours of, of like hiking. And so, yeah, you just play a lot of games in your head and like, God, I wonder what's under me. How many miles of ice is this? And yeah, you guys were talking yeah. about that. It's like like kilometers of ice. Yeah. And I love that this video when he talks, I don't know who's the narrator, but they talk about how there's metric tons of snow every year, like hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of metric tons of snow every year that fall. And obviously there's, you know, hundreds that leave, but every year there's more and more that stay. Um, and that ice just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. And that's, that was then Yeah. different now. I know it's different now. Like that was then this isn't, it doesn't snow as much. There's a lot of melt. Um, and there's just a lot of, it's different, I think. And even then when we had gotten there, this is one of the things that really pushed me to do a lot of the tree planting work that I do is that the two men that we were with, two different boats, they dropped us off in this fjord that they had been born and raised and visited and with families, it's a spot where the, it's kind of like their graveyard where they ice pick into the permafrost and they bury their dead. You know, they have to bury people in ice there because they don't have dirt, right. really. Um, and then we, we got to this place and they didn't even recognize where we were at. And they were kind of tripping and scratching their heads. And we're like, what's huh. going on? Whoa. And our guide that was with us was like, they don't recognize. They said there's been so much melt in the last two years that they don't even recognize the location. So, and then sure enough, there had been so much like freeze thaw, freeze thaw happening of the permafrost that there was like skulls above ground, 
um, bones above ground. It was so wild. And we kind of, you know, buried some of the skulls with rocks, but the guys were really emotionally moved by this scenario. And that of course moved all of us. We were like, wow, there's been a lot of melt and you know, that was a long time ago. So I'm imagining it's really different now as well. No kidding. What did you take? What was the, um, because that's a really different kind of environment, you know, snow on top of ice versus, you know, snow on top of the ground or, you know, what was some of the things that the guides did that you noticed, um, to mitigate or to see what's going on with the snowpack while you guys are riding? Do you, any, do you remember any of that stuff at all or? Yeah. Snow saws, um, just similar how you would check a snowpack. You cut into it and you see how much snow is on ice, what the freeze thaw has been, what the season has been like. It's the same thing they do uh, nowadays. It's not like, okay. okay. Is, is that your question? Yeah. Sorry. No, you, you, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. And nothing really changed. Just a matter of digging into the snow and figuring out what's really going on at that present time and moment with the snowpack. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Nice. What are some of the other adventures you've had that uh, have helped you kind of learn more about the snow? Because um, I know, you know, when you were riding in the 90s, I'm going to say it, I know you were pro yeah. when I was yeah. like, loving yeah. snowboarding as well, like heavily just getting really into it. Um, I know you've, I've heard you say that, you know, we weren't really checking beacons. We weren't really doing any, you know, back, you know, checking the snowpack and just like figured it's good, it's good. What are some of the stuff that you kind of remember that you've done that now you're like, oh, once you've got some avalanche experience under your belt uh, courses, you're like, oh, well, we didn't do this. I think, <laughs> you know, like late 90s, I, I lost one of my best friends, um, Mikey Merrick in Summit County in like early on in snowboarding. And like, I think it was like 93, 90, 94. And that would, he died at a, at a basin in the beavers with my friend, Joe Serholds. It was, it just rocked our community of young people. We were all like, what? Yeah. And you know, his, he didn't have a beacon and his jacket was ripped off of him. It was really horrific. And I, I think at that moment I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, my dad was a ski patrol at a basin and was always like, don't go past the ropes. And we're all like snowboarders. Let's all leave the ropes. You know, yeah. like <laughs> we time, were yeah. just these, you know, wild kids. But I was like, I really, um, I, I didn't, I owed it to Mikey to know better. And I, owed it to myself. And so I started doing more classes. I started getting more involved. Um, I, you know, signed up with the North face and like really pretty early, my friend Jim Zellers and I, who met me in Alaska and who I'd ridden with, you know, connected me with that North face. I was, you know, one of the first snowboarders with them. And I was like, can you get me into some avalanche classes? And they were like, sure. And I did several in Colorado and I was like, holy shit, I'm never going in the back country in Colorado again. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. And I'm leaving this place. Yeah. Now. I didn't like still with my home, but I was like Pacific Northwest. I migrated towards different snowpack. Um, and I started doing more trips up there and that's where I'd met Jeremy Jones up in Canada, Craig Kelly, and, um, had done some, some trips in BC with them. And, um, yeah. And it, 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 I was like, okay, now I'm going to really take this seriously and be with people who know more than me, who, um, can not only help guide me, but teach me. Um, and, and so we can all get out of this safely because I owe that to Mikey, you know, and, um, to myself. So yeah, that was kind of my path. It was pretty early on where I was like, okay, this is dangerous stuff, but I want to do it Yeah, because I know it's, it's possible. So yeah, I wasn't just like rolling without a beacon. I mean, I was in AK pretty early Thompson pass with Justin Hostinick and, um, and the, the, and Justin has always been pretty like really mandatory safe he's he, we're not just all like baggy pants and chain wallets jumping off cornices we were all, <laughs> hey i had one of those we, we were pretty <laughs> go ahead i, I interrupted sorry <laughs> no no i'm good i'm good i'm just laughing yeah that's awesome that is awesome yeah i was i was like a you know park kid park rat that in that time of the when you were riding uh, pow just looking at the videos and being like oh i don't want to go there but 
No idea. No clue. Still don't. Still learning. This is why the inception of this podcast is to learn and share and yeah. talk to people like yourself. The, you know, let's let's talk maybe what did what did Craig um give you as knowledge when it comes to you know, because he seemed very calm in the backcountry. Every every video I see him he, or see him in, he's very relaxed, mellow. Um, and uh, you know, from what I've heard from other people, he was very uh, in the moment when he was in the backcountry. So, what are some of the things that he? Uh, well, I mean, you? just I I feel like just yeah, just as being for one, I was lucky to do some travels with him, so car time and and a lot long drives and whatnot to be able to just, I I think he was a very relaxed and sure person. And I, I, if he didn't know something, he was going to figure it out. Um, but he, he just always was that very relaxed person and really in the moment and involved what with, um, what was happening around him. Right. You could tell he was never lost in his thoughts or maybe he was. But when I was like, quote unquote, working with them or spending time in the backcountry and snowboarding Greenland and um, he was very into his environment and what was around him. And, and I feel like that was inspiring <clears throat> and also staying calm um, and relaxed on those lines, you know, where I would just be panicking and gulping. We, you know, mapped out this like heli last frontier heli place we helped them map their tenure and um i mean these were a lot of lines that nobody had ever skied or snowboarded and and so i did a lot of that with craig and jeremy which was a total honor um that they would think i was capable (laughs) which you know at the time i was like oh my god am i capable but you know craig's like you're you're capable that's why you're here and have fun, you know? And I think that was a really beautiful reminder instead of taking things too seriously was that that is a relaxed way to look at it instead of like, Oh my God, you know, make sure I do this. Where's my, where's my safety? My Island of safety is over here. Okay. Slough management. Like your brain is just a thousand miles an hour of like all the things you should be doing when he was just about, you know, taking all your tools and being in the moment. And, um, that was a really beautiful thing. I was grateful for. Wow, that's that's a lot to take, <clears throat> a lot to take in, but it's a lot to learn and, and, and learn from. Like a lot of us have that feeling, but are act like like that on the outside, not always on the inside. But that's good. That's good. It's good to be in the moment. What? Um, well, let's let's talk a bit about um, what you've done to work on your emotional intelligence throughout the issues you've been through in life, so that we can share that with other people to take that into the backcountry when things become like super heightened because you know the, yeah. the emotional intelligence is the is these your emotions are high your intelligence becomes low they say you use maybe three to five percent of your actually brain capacity in that moment that's why people do the flight flies or flight flight or freeze most of us mm-hmm. fight some people freeze but most people fight and it's not really an, an intelligent level uh when you fight because if you just calm down took a few big breaths you probably could make a better decision, right? Or say something better or nice in that moment to somebody. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Saying something nice is always good or nothing at all. Um, You know, but I feel like early on in my snowboarding, I discovered like yoga Mm. and meditation. And that was something that Craig was super into as well. Um, In fact, yeah, he had, he had brought up several different kinds of yoga, kundalini, energetic work, um, which is great. I was into some of that too. And that's where we aligned. And it's just a practice. It's, I still practice yoga. I still practice meditation, but early on in my snowboarding, I would say it was a really huge help, um, as well as a life skill that we all need and could use mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you really just emptying yourself and practicing. I think so many of us get into our heads about what meditation should be yep. and what does it look like? And, oh, do we do it like them? Or is it like a monk? And, you know, or we watch our thoughts on clouds and then we let them go or whatever your practices. It's, it's going to be different for all of us, but I think it's an important thing to practice. We have such a busy world. It's such a busy, um, I mean, the production thing is high, like do it, do it, do it and finish it, finish it, finish it. Right. Right. Like we just live in this world. It's, it is fast paced and it is what it is. And we all want to be a part of it, but 
like, unless we take the time to, to be still and to quiet our minds, um, you know, I just think it, we get really imbalanced, you know? So that helped me early on in my snowboarding. It was something I swore by, um, you know, if I ever did have a trainer or whatever, you know, building muscle balance, coordination, all that, but yoga it was something I could take anywhere. Meditation is something I can do anywhere. And again, that all comes back to the breath work as well. And it's not just a few big breaths. It's no. like, focusing on your breath and you're working on your autonomic nervous system. You're working on, um, getting out of that fight or flight space. Yep. And, you know, I even had an oncologist tell me once that like, where I was like, yeah, hiking mountains and snowboarding and jumping cliffs, that's my release. And he said, that's awesome, but it's also physically stressful, you know, um, whether you think of it that way or not. So obviously, you know, riding these intense lines and doing this kind of work isn't going to be like the peace and Zen and we just meditate through it. Um, we do it because we love it and, and maybe some are addicted to it. I would say we, that rush and that thrill is important, but how can we balance it out? And then when we're faced for a, a legitimate fight or flight situation, then how can we manage that? without, you know, getting in that constant cycle or fight or flight. Cause you know, some people stay in that fight or flight where it's like the scary thing all the time, you know, snowboarding and, Ooh, that was gnarly. That was a close call. Okay. And then they're in traffic and then, you know, they're kind of, they're tipped over the edge really easily and they're in this constant state of fight or flight. Right. And so I think a lot of people, you know, are snappy and on edge and watching the news all the time can make people that way. And so finding our balance, whatever that is. And I, it's something I have to continually practice to mm -hmm. maintain Yeah, it's, um, it's, anything. It's a good, I like to use the word, well, one of my life coaches calls it harmonizing. So balance is zero. Harmonizing means every piece is in its place and it all works in ebb and flow. So that's what I was mm -hmm. taught. That's what I've thought. But that's the mindset. That Beautiful. My, um, I got a meditation I'm going to share. I'm going to put it up actually up in your uh, profile on our website, but I'm going to share it with you as well. It's one my mother did. It's about six years old. It's eight minutes long. Anybody wants to learn? It's really simple. You just listen to my mom. She puts you through an induction. She'll maybe maybe make put you to sleep. But I'm telling you, you 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 come out of it with this feeling, this relax, and your whole body just like I just love. I'm actually feeling that feeling now because uh, I meditate daily, and it's been really helping helping helpful for me with my blood pressure, all that stuff, my type two diabetes. It's just it's healing. Right. It's healing. You heal your body by letting your body stop thinking. <laughs> I know. And imagine if we could teach our kids these skills. I am right know? now. My son meditates yeah. with me at least once a week. I'm like, dude, once a week, <laughs> shut everything down. The God darn Fortnite, shut her down. Um, and we oh meditate. gosh. Yeah. 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 David's got this thing, um, where he's like, okay, family night once a week. I mean, we've done it a few times now and it's easy to get lost in the shuffle, but it's a, a beautiful thing that he started where we sit down. He, it's like a talking circle. Somebody has a talking stick or whatever it is that we're holding nice, and nice. A, cris a crystal or whatever. And we can talk about the really cool things or something frustrating and then we let it go. And then he leads us through a meditation. It's really beautiful actually. And it's a good family yeah. connection, yeah. you know, and it's good for the kids. The kids have done a lot of this here or there, but trying to establish that, um, it's just that committed time. And the grounding, getting back to grounding, being grounded to the earth, not just like flying in the air with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Which is, oh what gosh. We, which is what we all do. I know I catch myself. I'm on the Instagram, <laughs> you know, chatting with people and building and it's like, Eyeballs start to hurt. I'm like, all right, I need to put this thing down. Like, let's go play some base <laughs> baseball and get grounded and relax. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's def definitely a good practice to start for your emotional intelligence is to get your meditation. And, and I got to get into yoga now. That's my next step. Uh, now that the world is kind of opening up again and we can go to places again, uh, gathering in some sort of groups. But yeah, and I think that that's really important and probably something that is not only lacking this year, but that so many, especially kids, are feeling oh, yeah. is that social distance. Because when we're in our space with somebody that we're connecting energetically, and that's kind of back to emotional intelligence, too. It's like, who are you hanging out with? What are you talking about? What are they emitting? What are you picking up on? What are you emitting? You know, there's so many things that can help 
you know, like balance that emotional intelligence. But if you're always with somebody who's, who's like negative and down on the world and conspiracy theories, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying as an example, just this constant frustration and, you know, like, is that good for your emotional intelligence? You know, you have to really assess your space and be like, what is healthy for me here? Um, what feels good? What is vibrating high? You know, what is going to keep me grounded or balanced? Cause, um, you know, especially, I mean, it's one thing to, like you said, watch all the news, but it's like, who, who is spending our time with who we, you know, connecting with, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, what you said earlier about uh, what the oncologist said to you about uh, doing the big lines and, and hitting that stuff in the backcountry and how, you know, reminding you that that's physical stress and never having thought of it before, because uh, somebody like myself, I always think about, I have the need to be out and do that stuff. And for me, that's, I guess, my meditation is being yeah. out and doing that stuff, but never thought about how that physically is affecting me. Until the next day, right? When I wake up nice and sore. But <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, until you get older and your body's yeah. like, okay, this is a lot. Like, you know, as a kid, we kids and, and young, we can handle all the physical stress. That's what we're meant to do. But there still are ways. And I love that a lot of agents now are, you know, getting their athletes like, hey, you, got, you need to do some stretching, some PT. It's a totally different world than when I was this professional athlete and just buying snowmobiles and trucks and spending money like this. The age, you know, really good agents yeah. nowadays are really coaching these younger kids to take care of themselves physically. Cause I don't think my oncologist was saying there was anything wrong with physical stress. I, I think it's like a release, right? Like we all, that's a release for us. And that's part of the addiction is that we are releasing and exerting all of this energy, whether we ride our bikes super hard or skate or whatever it is, sir, that we're oxygenating ourselves fully, right? To our full capacity. But it's like, it, it doesn't need to be the only thing that, that we do as humans to, you know, preserve and, and reserve, right? We need reserves to handle those like legitimate, like, oh, your grandfather passed away or, or you lost a friend or, and, you know, is that going to spiral you or, you know, are you going to grieve and move through that? Right. Yeah. So, and I think you brought up a good point. I think a lot of the adrenaline and endorphins and all the medical or the chemicals that come out of your body from that heightened awareness or that excitement is good for our bodies. Our bodies need it, not all the time, but it needs it and it needs to yeah. calm. It needs to have the different endorphins that come in to calm you down. And, uh, there's been a book I'm obsessing about. I've been listening to it every day. I listen to it on uh, one and a quarter speed. It's called, it's by Neville Goddard and it's the feeling is the secret. And man, ah. whew, I just listened to it this morning, listen every day before I start my day. And it's like, it's, it, it is. The feeling is a secret. Like if you want to know how it feels to ride big lines, just capture it and you'll have it and you'll do it and mm -hmm. you'll be confident. Mm -hmm. The minute, you know, we are our own worst enemy. Our minds, our subconscious mind is our own worst enemy. You know, I've been learning from the book. It's like everything that the, the mind, the man thinks and thinks he can achieve, the subconscious mind's job is to question it. And, yeah. and it usually questions it going, you can't fucking do that. Fucking what makes you think you can do that? And it's like, no, no, I can do it. I'll do it. And then we do it, right? You gotta, the monkey mind. The monkey mind. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the rumination we do as well, the negative self-talk is what's brutal for people. Thinking and thinking about the negative thing and not moving forward. It's got to be positive. Yeah. And that's what I took that from your video and watching you, you in, in uh, DCP was really the... Uh, fighting it ahead of time and that's the even with uh, you know so for example when things shit the hit shit hits the fan and um oh god i buried a friend or a friend's buried or a bunch of us are buried it's like okay we're gonna get through this we're gonna figure this out you know let's follow standard procedures let's you know do this 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 you know what's going on do you see any debris you know is there anything where we can see where somebody is uh you know then start plan of attack someone takes action hey you're the boss you're not the boss you're the lead you're gonna put everybody in place and then we're going to execute that and dig, you know, this, this group digs here, this, you know, if they've got multiple barrels, but that's the thing is to stay calm in that environment, knowing you're going to get through this. Oh, we lost you. Hello? 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. But I heard all the steps that you were saying and that, that you're exactly right. It's finding the calm space and all of that. It just takes practice, right? You can't just do a class and be like, I've got, okay, here's my list. You know, yeah. it's just practice yeah. as much as we can to make sure that we are prepared. And yeah, sometimes just removing everything, you know, from our space, our minds. Like, I, I think it's great you meditate every day. That's really inspiring. I'd like to say that I, I do, but I still think of surfing as meditation. <laughs> it's my moving well, meditation. I, but Like I said, I'm going to send you that eight minute video, my mom, that you can just put it in your phone, just hit yeah. the button. Hey. It. It's beautiful. Eight minutes of uh, beautifulness. It's nice, nice, nice. I'm noticing I'm a much, cal- I'm a much calmer person. Uh, three years ago, I was like a raging, angry man all the time. And then even before that, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think back on how I used to have road rage living in Toronto, you know, fighting with people in their cars yeah. because I was angry because he wasn't moving fast enough. And I watch people nowadays drive like that in this little town we live in. And I'm like, where are you going in a rush? Cool. Meet you at the next stoplight. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's kind of what I was saying is like, we are all, it's just programmed. We're part of this, this vibe where we are basically racing to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, we are all just rushing right into when it's over, you know? So like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. And I realize that and I, I can be really hurried and busy and, I've got this and that, and I still have a really pretty stacked list, but unless I'm practicing my moments of calm, unless I'm pretty, you know, focused on my, getting my yoga practice in, taking my moments. I like that you listen to, I listen to podcasts or books on tape. Like Mm -hmm. my body clock is like 530 in the morning. So I have 30 minutes to myself to have tea, to listen to that stuff and just start my day off on a good foot. <laughs> I try listen, to anyway. I listen all day long. I just put it on the television and Mr. Bob Proctor's in the background doing his thing and I just do my thing. Build the podcast, build yeah. everything around and connections and talk with people like yourself and just try to stay It's important to have those those yeah, it's it's not easy, but again, like who are we aligning ourselves with? What are we listening to? What are we programming? ourselves and how do we deep deprogram those negativities and it's a practice yeah well it's interesting piecing the the they're putting the pieces together you know um listening to you speak um and you and chad back and forth and and chad asking earlier about emotional intelligence in the backcountry when something goes sideways and and uh the pieces were like who are the people you're with and what are you doing? And uh, that's a big part of it, I noticed. And just listening to you speak just a second ago, Chad, about rushing through traffic and and Meg's you me- mentioning everybody trying to get in front of everybody and going faster and faster. Um, I find that on the skin track sometimes. And there's this whole thing in the splitboard community regarding, you know, splitboarders and skiers going out together, right? And and uh, you know you gotta you gotta get your transitions down so that you're you're in line with the skiers, right? So you're just as fast as the <laughs> skiers. And I'm always just like, dude, whatever, man. I'll get there when I get there. You know, I'm always I'm generally always the oldest guy on the track, and I just tell everybody, listen, don't worry about me. Just do what you're gonna do. I will get there. I'll be maybe five minutes behind you, and I'm gonna get there. But don't worry about it. Just go, do your thing. But uh, I'm gonna go at my own pace. Yeah. Same. I'm slow for now, <laughs> but I just, I find it kind of funny how there's a, um, and I, you know, I'm not being, I don't, I don't mean to sound judgmental about some people, but there's people posting videos about how quick they can transition from split to ski or to riding mode, you know? And, oh, wow. and wow, that's great that you can do it so fast and peel your skins off with your, with your board still on your feet. But, uh, but I'm just not in that big a hurry. No. You know. know what those people need to try to do is putting a wet wetsuit on a four-year-old. <laughs> Let's see how how fast they can do that. Right, right. Because <laughs> life is not fast <laughs> when you're funny. doing that. It's you on one side and DCP on the other side, just bouncing them up and down to get them in. Yeah. Uh, that and just tears. I remember trying to put like the hood on the little dude and he's just like squeezed in there and screaming. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> No gloves, no hood, no booties. Fine. Just be an ice cube. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll figure it out. I get, a, I get a tip for you, Megs, on how to make that faster and easier. 
Okay. So just, a, just a little hair conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know for the booties that works. Yeah. That works good for the booties. I just, yeah, I guess you could do the entire suit. You're absolutely it right. Works. It works. I, I, I was a scuba <laughs> diver for 20 years, you know, and, and oh. did it. Did a lot of scuba diving in dry suits that have latex rubber seals that go on your wrists and over your head and on your neck. And we, oh we would just gosh. make little bottles and it would be like 20% conditioner in a bottle of water. And that just made everything slippery enough. Oh, you know? that is so good. Wow. Gosh, yeah, why didn't tip. I think of the whole suit thing? That's yeah, great. Thank you. Just it in the suit and See? everything slips right on. And then when you get in, I mean, how does a wetsuit work anyways, right? You want water in that suit. So you yes. use that conditioner to get the suit on, you get the water in the suit. And at, by the end of your ride, it's all flushed out. Works really well. Wow. There you go. Pro Love tip it. for Thank you. you. <laughs> Love it. We just fixed your pain. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you. I know nothing. Thanks, about Darren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what's, um, so you're heading over to, to color Denver. Next yeah, we're, I'm going to Colorado actually um, in a couple of days. Nice. I'm going to go see. I've got um, four sisters there, two of them that have babies wow. in the last year. One of them built a house. The other one's building a business. And my dad wants to gather us into nice. one spot and we're going to visit mom. Like it's going to be a, a good really needed trip yeah. and then we'll come back down here the kids are back in escuela here in augusto in august and so they'll be back in school for one more school year okay nice. wow so is this will this be your first trip um you know back to the states yeah. since this whole covid thing since, started since the whole covid drama it will be although we did one quick trip to mexico as like kind of like a border run once in the last year and a half but this is, I'm, David's been to Colorado. He went to Washington. He did a snowboard trip this year, but I've just been kind of lying low. I just wanted to avoid all the drama and testing yeah, and yeah. this and that, but, um, I feel good. I'm ready. I've had my vitamin IVs. I've got really good, good, positive thoughts. I'm not afraid to travel. I just, no. there's a lot of work to do to do it now compared yeah. to before. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to do those vitamin IVs actually I've seen them when I see those I saw so those fun. a couple years ago but there's no like there's places in Edmonton we live in Grand Prairie where it's a smaller community and I'm scared that they're going to charge me like three times what it would cost to do it in the big city and then to go to the big city you have to call ahead you got to get a pre-con like a what do you call it? The console. Pre-console. Like, dude, I ain't oh got time gosh. for that shit. Like, just stick me with the stuff. Like, let's do it. Let's have a talk. <laughs> what do I need? And let's just do it. Yeah, exactly. Especially since it's just vitamins, but it's yeah. just a protocol there. Cause here in Costa Rica, the lady just comes, she lines my friends and I up on my back patio. We dude. all kick our feet up. We hang the bags on our laundry line oh, and that's we awesome. just, we do it on the patio. So, I mean, and it's definitely half the price. Yeah. Of, uh, it's yeah. about $150 in Canada. It's about $70 here. Oh, I'm sure and it's 300 here. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So we just, we, nice. uh, yeah. Anyways, you can still get all your vitamins. I just like to get them all in one shot instead of taking pills every day. And I'm, I mean, I eat you. really well, so it's fun. I I'm, like it. I'm working on the eating thing. I just been on a crazy binge of meat the last few weeks though. Just like my body, my body's just like eat meat. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, as long as it's good meat, I'm sure you know. Yeah, maybe some good steak, hunted meat. No, oh, steak, I, yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish. I can't do hunting thing. I don't have any friends that give me meat. They're just like mine. But it's okay. It's okay. Well, all bodies are different. Whatever works for you. Yeah, really been enjoying a lot of vegetable, but plant based stuff lately. Though it's been really good for me. I've been feeling good and I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting. Darren's actually started that as well. I really feel a lot of energy, but if I hold it too long because of my type two, I like crash and then I'm like, spacey. yeah, you're in a different boat. And then I'm spacey. I'm like, I can't even think right now. I need to go get something to eat because I'm like dumb. <laughs> well, you're in a different boat. Type two diabetes, intermittent fasting. You got or intermittent fasting. You have to just tiptoe around that one. And then it's going to be a different schedule than like, normal people and not that you're not normal mm. but well yeah i just find mornings uh try to avoid a lot of heavy foods in the morning yeah and then yeah just kind i don't of, think that's good for anyone no i try to avoid i really i find that that fasting really gives me a lot of energy i feel really good with it so i keep doing it yeah yeah 
Well, awesome. Cool. I know we can, um, we should probably have another chat. You know what would be really rad is when we actually do get on live video and all that stuff and you guys are back in, or actually yes. when you guys, when the two of you are back in Canada, we should definitely come up there and uh, sit down. Hopefully by that time have a rolling well, We can't go to Costa Rica. Yeah, just roll on Dude, down. Fuck, that'd be <laughs> epic. Just roll I'm sure. Down. I'm sure, Mister uh, our, our video crew guy would be like, "Yeah, coming." <laughs> <laughs> He's nodding right now, going, "Yeah, coming." Yeah, that'd be rad too. I never never surfed. Don't you don't even expect me to get up on a board, but I'll try. But, uh, oh, but swimming in a bathwater uh, warm ocean with dolphins and last night was the most beautiful, beautiful sunset and like manta rays leaping out of the air. It was hilarious. So I was like, where am I? <laughs> right. Right. Par- paradise. paradise. Yeah. So Los sueños. Los sueños means the dream. And that's where you're staying. Oh, yeah. And that, there's actually a town in Costa Rica, a little city, a little town called Los sueños. It's oh, it's a resort. Oh, yes. Up north. Yeah. Yeah. Los Sueños. It's by Jaco. Yeah. Yeah. That's where my my life coach has got a million dollar house, I'm sure. He's Beautiful. Filthy, <laughs> filthy rich. But that's how come I know the name because I've listened to his audio talks and he's like, Los Sueños, the dream place I got to go to. So, yeah. You, you do Beautiful. live Beautiful. Well, I'm here. Feel free to visit. <sighs> Don't tempt me with, with a good time, as they say, right? Mm-hmm. How uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious, Megs. How is Costa Rica? Because it's it seems to be the place now. Like there's a lot of people moving that way. Um, I think it's great that you guys found that place. Uh, you know, we talked to David about how you guys found that place and how you ended up down there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even going through this last crazy year, having that for yourselves and your family is just amazing. Like you just said, you know, like your evening last night, you know. Yeah. And, where am I? Right. And, <laughs> and I know what I, I yeah. mean, I lived in the Caribbean for a little bit, so I know what it's like to, to live in paradise, I guess, you know, and in, in that sense, mm-hmm, quote mm-hmm. unquote, um, every once in a while you crave for the other side of it a little bit here and there. And I can see how you're looking forward to your upcoming trip to the States to see family and, and get a little bit yeah. of that as well. But, uh, but you guys are still finding ways to stand sideways down there and, and enjoy life. Yeah, and, dude. uh, it's amazing to me, but yeah. I mean, that's really what it is, is it's, this was always that place for, you know, as snowboarders who lived, ate, breathed, you know, 11 months out of the year that, um, whether we went South or regular seasons up North, right. This was that place where we were like, didn't talk about it. It was our balance. You know, we kind of need to empty ourselves of everything that we were living and doing to, to just empty of it, to be creative and reinvent and new products and new graphics and new ideas and new projects, you know, like to, to be able to continue to do that. This was always that place for us. And so we had planned to be here for one year before COVID even started. So we, we've been here since, you know, early two thousands, but we were like, okay, we're doing it. 2020 is the year. And you know, we came down and then COVID happened, but there, there's, I mean, we're going home to Canada. It's just, there's really no need to rush, um, right now while the world settles into its new order. And what do you have to have a vaccine to cross into Canada and quarantine and all of this stuff where here, yes, they have really strict rules and yes, there's a ton of COVID and yes, we need to be careful and wear masks. Um, but our kids are in school and our kids are being taught by human teachers and having books in their hands, which is incredibly important to us, um, as well as being able to be outside and have a ton of outdoor activities. Um, you know, these are just a couple of the reasons why we're staying here for another year. But um, we feel that we get a lot of vitamin D and our health um, is, you know, it's imperative that we're outside a lot and that our Kids are outdoors a lot. So COVID's happening. They have a lot of strict rules. Obviously, we have to um, COVID test, I think, to come back in. I'm not sure if that's changing, but you have to carry COVID insurance. But, you know, the country will probably, just like the states, getting open and lots more vaccinations. The country here should be vaccinated fully within the next, um, I'd say, less than a year. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's it's like any other place in the world. It's also kind of sad because they don't have access to vaccines like yeah. the states. Or I'm not sure. Can't I honestly don't watch the news a ton, but I'm assuming that vaccines are accessible to anybody who wants them in Canada. But here it's like they have to wait 
I think, eight to 10 weeks for their second dose. It's, you know what, it's not far off from the same here. I mean, yeah, we do have a lot of vaccine right now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially the province of Alberta, where we are, they're on a hard push to get everybody who's eligible vaccinated. But yeah, second dose is probably about the same amount of time away. I mean, right now, yeah, they're offering second doses to anybody who got their first doses in April. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your second dose now. So, Well, I just wish everyone, you know, an abundance of health and whatever people's choices are, whether to get vaccinated or not, that's that's theirs exactly. personally. And I just say boost your immune system, get you and your families outdoors and and try to stay out of the negative lane of where a lot of thought processes are for people now and, yeah, and agreed. build your positivity agreed. and love yourself and, you know, just keep moving and grooving. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you're just talking about how, um, you know, being in Costa Rica, uh, with DCP learning up, you know, new, new graphics, new this, new that for his board line. And I just, I just, I had a feeling, I'm like, I'm going to go look and see what his next year's board look like. And of course the height, the uh, hybrid, uh, UN Inc. You, I can't even say that right. UN Inc. Un Inc. Un Inc. Un Inc. DCP is like from a beach. It's got, uh, palm trees. It's got fish. Heavily influenced, of course. Yeah. The whole top sheet is just like, boom. I'm like, yeah. Well, wait till you wait till you see next year's. I'm not even going to tell you about it because that's his secret. Because he's just <laughs> wrapping it up with Mark Mark Kowalczyk is his go-to guy for all so the incredible for, graphics for 23. Because I'm looking at 22 right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, what's coming out? Yeah. No, he's doing 23. Yeah, I figured. Now. I figured. Yeah. It's funny. It's called yeah. Fancy Ride. Looks like two monkeys doing something interesting on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, doing the mon- doing what monkeys do best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, this yeah. has been this has been a pleasure. I think uh, you got a boogie woogie. So let's um, we should definitely have another. I would love to have the two of you guys in person and do this and talk more about how you guys met and stuff that we, we haven't learned. So I you know how you guys ride together. I would be, I would be honored. Yeah. Yeah. And get you out split boarding. Thanks. We got to get you out split boarding with us. Ah, I know I do have a split board. I have a canoe. I have a B pro split board and I've yeah. used it a bunch and it's just hanging in my garage right now. And I'm excited to get back yeah. to well, get back into the snow this winter, this next winter. Winter, I'll be up at Bald Face. So nice. Well, coming for you, Buff. We're we're coming That's to Nelson. Right. We'll be in Nelson, so hopefully we can make things align. <clears throat> we'll be going to Nelson. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, dude, absolutely fantastic. Well, let's um, give us who, who do you want to preface? Like, not preface. Who do you want to plug at the end here? Let's give some plugs and um, thanks and all that good stuff at the end here. We will have all those in the show notes as well. Um, we're going to give you a few things. I'm going to just get to the end. We're going to give you a grill uh, grill mount, a, a GoPro. GoPro grill mount from Pro Standard. And then uh, I'll get you some wax as well from Sport. Yeah. I'll make sure it gets to your house here in Canada. And then uh, some... Well, yeah. So yeah, that's the two things. I can't give you CBD because your husband owns a CBD company. So what's the point? Um, <laughs> which, which, and ours only ships to <laughs> well, Canada. I'm always anyways, down to so. test drive other... Yeah, I'm always down to test drive other stuff. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. I like trying all sorts of that stuff for you, sure. We work That's with, a whole other conversation. <laughs> it is. I know. I know it is. We work with CBD Ingenuity out of Nelson. So Jeff there, he's got a good little oh, good line, nice small business right now. Interested. And yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested you still for have sure. A, Anything out of Nelson. You still have a new location. You still have a home in, in Squamish. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure we're, someone we're checks your there. house. Yeah. I'll, I'll have this stuff shipped to your place there. We'll talk about yeah, that. Perfect, okay. Yeah, perfect. So say yeah. Uh, thanks to people and do your uh, where people can find you and what you're up to. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram, Meg's Porcheron. Um, and I'm boarding for breast cancer, B4BC. Is, I'm just really grateful for my opportunities there and that I still get to work within my industry, my family, the snowboard, um, and surf and skate. I'm just incredibly honored. Um Thanks to GNU snowboards, LiveTech surfboards. Just, I have so much fun. It makes standing sideways that much more fun for me. So thank you. Um, and uh, Globe skateboards and um, Dekine outerwear. Yeah, I just, I'm 
grateful. And, and my friend Davey at GoPro makes, makes it you know, easy for us to access all of the fun. I sound like a telephone. Capture all of the fun. <laughs> nice. And of course, yes, snowboards and CB days from uh, your, your husband's businesses as well. Yes, snowboards, CB days. Um, I'm just so grateful to be a part of that family. My husband's such, such an incredible job there with his team at Yes and his team at CB Days. I'm really excited to see what the future holds mm-hmm. for CB Days. Yeah, we're too. hoping to hook up, connect with you guys as well. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. It, uh, we will do this again with both of you guys. Um, yeah, stoked. Grateful. Thank you, Chad and Darren. You guys are awesome. And and thank you so much for, for all of the sharing of the wisdom that you do. I listen to Mark faucets he's such a g yeah he's such a guy i've always looked up to so yeah thanks mark that was great yeah thank you well thanks meg you're awesomer Uh, we all are we lucky we got it we we got a good crew here well you have yourself a great rest of your day and uh, we will talk soon all right take care you guys thank you peace bye Hey everybody, thanks for listening and a special thanks to Megs for taking the time to talk with us. As always, you can learn more about Megs and B4BC in the show notes. And hey all, if you're loving the podcast, then be sure to hit that subscribe button, drop us a review and share it with your crew. Also, feel free to visit our website at www.darkstarts.ca and follow us on Instagram at darkstarts.podcast. Be sure to check back with us next week and catch our next drop with Scott Seward one of Burton's head honchos for the family tree line of boards. While you're waiting for that one, go back and have a listen to the episode, Yes, We Have Splitboards with DCP, Summer Surfing in Costa Rica, Winners Riding in Squamish, British Columbia. Could life get any better? Chad and I want to give a special thanks to the Dark Starts team for helping to make all of this happen. Stay safe out there, y'all. Peace.